What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tuesday edition, 34th, 35th installment, if you will, of the magnificent, the great Orion podcast. <laughs> At Jackson Kayak, our roots run deep in moving water, in rivers. We got our start as a whitewater kayak company. And then the first fishing or dedicated fishing kayak was the Kusa. And the Kusa was designed from the ground up to be a river fishing kayak. And what does that mean? It means that it can go and handle moving water, light whitewater, rapids, tight areas where you need to be maneuverable and need to be able to turn, but also not sacrificing the features that help you get out on the water and catch fish. That line progressed and eventually became the Kusa HD. And the Kusa HD kind of evolved and took it to that next step. It added even more features and deck layout for an angler, but it didn't sacrifice the performance needed to get through moving water and get to those places that other anglers might not be able to get to. And now we launched the Kusa X. And the Kusa X is that evolution, that next step in the Kusa line at Jackson Kayak. The neat thing about the Kusa X is that this was a team effort from the Jackson Kayak River paddlers, all coming together, giving their input, and having a say in what they'd like to see in this new kayak. From the concept, being a part of the development team was just incredible, because it was a lot of folks with a lot of input, that each one of them had specific needs or wants that they would love to have seen in a boat. We built it for people that want to get in moving water and have all the functionality of an updated and modern fishing kayak. We've actually kind of gone back to some white water, moving water roots. I mean, this thing is nimble. At the same time, it's incredibly stable. I've crawled all over this boat, fore, aft, didn't matter what I was doing, and I never felt like I was going to tip over. Give me a moving water, it wasn't a problem. The Kusa X is built for the river angler. That angler that wants to get to those areas that are a little bit harder to reach, a little bit harder to get to, where the fish haven't seen as many baits come by. You may have to run through some mild white water or get through some moving water or under trees or around rocks and be very maneuverable to get to where that X is, that X that the Kusa marks the spot. The highlight of this boat being designed by the Jackson Kayak Fishing Team is that a lot of features that you think that you really want in a boat, well, they're there. So in two strokes, I can do a 180 in this platform, and that's what makes it such a great platform for running moving water. I feel like it really handles, you know, the fast moving water really well, because you can um, kind of get into some areas that you wouldn't be able to get into with another boat. This is not just a boat that's going to be great for people who are really efficient at running rapids. This is going to be a boat that is great for any level of experience. Uh, if you want to learn to fish rivers or even small water, um, this would be great. Oh, it's a great boat, especially for the Coosa River here. It's uh, it's just an ultimate river kayak. For river fishing kayak, I'm looking for something that's stable. It's easy to maneuver, you know, in current. It's awesome. Great seat, very high, a lot of rod storage, ton of deck space really, really stable. It's got a ton of maneuverability into it. So if you're a fan of the Kusa series, this would be right up your alley. It's been awesome and it's handled everything we've thrown at it today. Everybody came together, they put their input in and what came out of it is an awesome river fishing kayak, the Kusa X. The Kusa X, a team JK signature watercraft. We can tell we've been off for a couple weeks when started it played the wrong bag on video. <laughs> That's okay. Welcome back. Orion Podcast. My name is Chad Brock. And I'm Zach Bailiff. And we and forgot how to do this. <laughs> we did. It's been a minute. We've been busy running all over the place, doing this, doing that. Deer season, elk season is nearing. Fishing season is as chaotic as ever. And it's just like, wow, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good trip. It, it's It's busy. <laughs> We'll <laughs> just put it that way. We've been chasing our tails for weeks now, just trying to stay ahead of everything. But yeah, and then um, I'm gonna throw a wedding on top of it. It's gonna be great. Not yeah. my wedding, it's my daughter's wedding for anybody listening. <laughs> um, so yeah, 
we got a good show tonight. We've got a good guest. We've got a dog in the house right here, don't we? Yep. Um, but as always, we need to thank some people before we get this party started. Number one, we got to thank Orion Coolers. Um, jump on the website, jacksonkayak.com. Click on that Orion tab. Orion rocks, all capital letters. Get you 5% off Big Bad Orion Coolers. They're selling like hotcakes right now. We actually just sold out of the tie-dye ones. Found out today, nice. so the weekend was hot and heavy. So tie-dye is uh, the limited edition. Tie-dye is gone forever, but don't worry. Fourth quarter of the year, we've got a new one coming. Got a new limited edition 55 quart Orion Cooler that I think the ladies are going to be really excited about. It's going to be cool. Ready for everybody to see that one. Um, proceeds to that one will go towards uh, breast cancer. So that'll be uh, that'll be our mission with the next limited edition run on the 55s. Um, then, of course, Jackson Kayak. Can't thank Orion Coolers without taking Jackson Kayak. So thank you to Jackson Kayak. They keep us floating on the water, keep us having fun, and absolutely love are Jackson Kayaks. Check them out, jacksonkayak.com. Same place as the Orion Cooler. You can shop for both links right there. Uh, Z-Pro Lithium Batteries, keeping Zach and I powered out on the water this year. Absolutely love them. Uh, they last better than any battery we've ever had, that's for sure. Yeah. And we tend not to run out of juice on days when we get to go fishing and filming and do all that fun stuff. Um, good folks at Casking, keeping us casting. So, yeah, check them out. Castking.com, Zpro, ZProLithium.com. Yeah. I think that's it. All, all the places. All the places. I knocked it out at the start because, like, I always, like, get down to the end. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. I forgot. So, big, big fishing news. Kevin Van Dam has officially retired. Sad. That's a, right my yeah. Eye. Yeah, that's, oh. that's a monster career. And, and, will leave a, a vacancy in the sport for sure. But there's a lot of good young guns coming up and guys are starting to really take over on the media side of things. So I think he'll uh fill his shoes nicely. Yeah, I think so. I think it's I mean, I've seen Kevin Van Dam cry. That's wild to me. Yeah. It's very wild to me. Yeah. So you're yeah. like you had iCast, we've had Kevin Van Dam retire. Yeah. It's been a while since we've done this. Yeah, I mean, what do you say, 30, 30, 33 years. That's that's a long time launching boats for tournaments every year. Man. Walking away from it's, that, that's a big deal. It's a way long time, dude. I don't know how I would uh, I don't know how I would handle it. What's up, Ryan? Let's see. We got everybody's in the house tonight. Congrats on the daughter's upcoming wedding. So let's just hope I make it there, Miss Jean. Just hope I make it there. <laughs> Everybody's uh, here. Everybody's here. Well, let's uh should we just we should get going because we're just rambling. Yeah. Rambling. Well, uh, it's it's been a while. It's easy to ramble when it's been a while. We get a lot of a lot of things we've done. But yeah, we could go on and on and talk about our fishing, but I'd rather talk about this guy's fishing. Yeah. He is the king, he is one of the kings of the river, and he's a fishing man. That's just all there is to it. So tonight, for you, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about the life, the times. Maybe get some cooking tips with Russell Johnson. I've misplaced well, there he is. Oh, you don't want to see that. <laughs> How are we doing, man? Good. How are you today? Oh, lovely. Just peachy. We're, we're rambling, dude. Like <laughs> We forgot how to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, we're like socially awkward, like it's our first time, but it's not. Yeah, um, oh. it happens, man. You guys been uh running, burning a candle at both ends, having some fun. So it's that time of the year before we set in this colder weather up north, which is going to happen. Sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to fall i'm not looking forward to winter up here in this awful place when it gets cold <laughs> yeah it's uh still it's a love hate it. relationship it just it lasts forever is the problem <laughs> yeah there's there's multiple seasons inside the season you think it's it's gone and then comes mm -hmm. back and uh yeah i'm I'm looking forward to it, but not really. 
Yeah, I hear you. So after that hot stretch though but, that we uh, all had kind of through here, it was kind of like, man, sweatshirt weather don't sound bad. And it's like you kind of want to smack yourself because you're just just don't know if that's really what you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh yeah, come on. <laughs> Hold on, we got a special guest here. Special this is my guest. little one. What's up? <laughs> How are you? Hi. Say hi so to all the people in Jackson today. Kayak Land. Brought some bikes today. Tell everybody nice. uh, watching the podcast. Tell them hi. Watching the podcast. Hi. <laughs> Ryan says hi. You just saw Ryan at the restaurant the other day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then uh, <laughs> Cold Guinness, Miss Jean. Mama Jean, she's on here. There she is right there, actually. Yeah. All right. Let me go back in this podcast. You go ride the bike, okay? okay. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you. I mean, not bye-bye. Love you. <laughs> I'll get interrupted <laughs> by the bigger one here in a little bit. But uh, it's not an interruption, man. I'm a dad, and my, uh, that has taken over for first and everything. Um, I joke with my wife all the time and says, you know, she's second now. Um, but she takes the kids first. I know I'm second. So we, uh, love our kids nine and five, um, short story with my five-year-old. We had a super, super busy, um, night in a restaurant last Thursday. We had did all you can eat crab legs and we seat 65. Um, and our waiting room was packed full. And at five years old, my, the little one that was just on Lena, she understands it's crazy. So she kind of stays out of my way and stays out of everybody's way. Well, she was smart enough at five years old to grab a pen and paper and go out to the waiting room and uh, tell them or ask who was there first. And uh, when the lady answered, she says, I don't know how to write. You got to write it on here. And uh, <laughs> she made her own little list and uh, helped us out because it helped keep it organized. But it's just a amazing ability of uh, children and what they soak up and watch and and everything else like that so um, yeah, i'm like super super proud of her 100 so, awesome. man my five-year-old's the same way yeah it's it's shocking i never in a million years thought she'd pull something off like that but she had them write down their name how many people they were there and had everybody do it in the fashion that they came in how you doing rudy that's awesome so but uh Let's jump into the story, Russell. And this is the so the Orion podcast is all about our guest. And with every guest for the Orion podcast, Zach and I like to ask the story like, where and how did the passion for the outdoors begin for you? Um, was it a young age, older age? I mean, how did Russell find kayak fishing, the outdoors, and fall in love with it? Um, so outdoors as a whole me currently i hunt i fish um we camp um not as hike as much as we want to uh, but anything that keeps our our mind going um so we kind of do as much as we can outdoors it's our break away from the busyness of the restaurant but for me it all came at a very young age i was probably three years old on my first multi-day trip down uh the yakagani river um, my dad's always been a river, a river person. My grandfather was the same way. Um, at, at a point in our life, um, the river provided food and, and everything else. Um, so it was always part of me. Um, and I was that way on the river. I think at 14, I got a 16 foot Coleman canoe, um, is, uh, was a, a Christmas gift. I got it in December. I couldn't wait. Um, to that day, I'm 42 now. I still have that same canoe. Um, it was just like, uh, I don't know, too many kids that get a canoe for Christmas um, without being second-guessed. I mean, it's just been instilled in me. It's part of me. It's everything that uh, that's there. Um, it's been water and outdoors. Like... Um, I guess they personally, me and my father, um, have a spot we call the, the worry spot or, 
our trouble spot. It's out in the woods on a creek next to a waterfall. That's where we talked about everything in life that. Who had time to lose him? He was on, he was on it. He was on a roll, yeah. He was on a roll. Where'd you go? Where'd you go, Russell? Oh man, we dropped him. He'll be back. <laughs> Lost him altogether. More rambling. Lost him. We're rambling back to the ramble. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we got a heck of a crowd tonight. So shout out to all you guys that are watching. Um, while wrestle, why wrestle is gone, I would like you guys to think of five different questions that you guys want to ask wrestle and 45 or 15, a quarter to however it is, whatever you want to call it. We will start asking Russell your guys's questions. So drop them in the comments. If you're the guys are listening on the YouTubes or the Facebooks and, uh, yeah, we definitely want to hear from you guys. Yeah. We got a lot of folks out there in the, uh, we do. They just tonight. keep going too. Yeah. Keep coming. Keep coming. What's and up? He's back. Oh, he's back. All right. So we lost you right as it started to get like super good. Uh, we're going to see what we can do out here. I'm staying outside instead of sitting in a truck. But, uh, watch the um, but yeah, so being outside, I told you the, the older one would show up here in a second. Hi. What's up? <laughs> So, <laughs> nothing. Come back if you. This is my oldest. This is London. She's nine. Hello, hello. Miss Chad and Zach. And then I think you have Mr. Ryan and Miss Jean and a few other guys watching. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's oh, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan uh, and Miss Jean will be in his say. But yeah, you was uh, you was talking about the worry spot. Yeah. So um, that was a spot that my dad has. Um, it was just a spot where nobody was ever around. It was uh, off an old railroad bed next to a creek underneath a water, not underneath by a waterfall. I mean, every major decision we ever had in life, um, we went to that spot out in nature and just, it was never at a dinner table that we had those hard conversations or, or difficult things, whether it was, uh, we needed a family move or, you know, somebody was moving in with us because they were on hard times or me picking the choice to go to the military instead of college or him losing a job in the mine and having to go somewhere else. Those were all the spots that that was a spot that was just instilled in me that made it okay um, because it was a comfort spot for us. So um, nature's always been with me through good and bad, but it's uh it kind of resonates for me because it's not the same ever itself. So there's good and bad with it. So kind of weird, but that's just me. That's awesome, dude. Wind. No, I like it. Yeah, um, I mean, so obviously you you grow up, you're fishing, you take the what. Uh, let's talk about the military time and and kind of what you did there. Um, what was, you know, the deciding factor, what sent you that way and, and talk about your experience there just a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, I, I guess you can say I wasn't, I can't say I was dumb, but I didn't apply myself in high school. Um, and in my family, I'm probably the sixth generation military. So my grandfather, my dad, my great grandfather, my great, great grandfather, all have ties to the military along with countless other uncles and aunts and cousins. Um, so the military just seemed natural for me. Um, so I chose to go to the United States Navy uh, right out of high school. Um, I actually got a later date. Uh, we graduated uh, June and then I didn't leave till August, but during that summer, I spent the summer in the mountains. Um, whitewater rafting and doing some guiding up there and then turn around and left in August uh, for for the Navy. Um, that's where I spent six years uh, on the USS George Washington. During that time, I um, got to be part of some um, historical things, I guess you say. Uh, my aircraft carrier was in uh, New York Harbor during 9-11. So we got to see that as a as a, at a different place than than most. It just wasn't on TV for me. It was real life. Um, it wasn't a history books where we're learning about it now. It's just something I lived through. Um, we also started Operation Iraqi Freedom. 
um, during that time, like some of the highlights, I was in uh, a bunch of different countries, 26 different countries by the time I was 25 years old, um, which I absolutely love to travel. During that time, it was whitewater rafting in uh, Ukraine. Um, I was in Dubai. I mean, I've been all over the place. Probably favorite places, Greece. Um, I'd go back there in a heartbeat. Um, that was crystal blue water outside of Crete. Um, post-military. Um, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm picking up wind. It's kind of windy up here. But, no, you're fine, man. <laughs> um, post-military, I came back home, moved back to, uh, to the area I uh, graduated from, uh, which is a little town on the Yakagani River. Um, established a relationship and a family there. Um, and then end up, uh, I guess, moving back to the town I was uh, born in, where it's where I'm standing right now. It's in Manesson. Uh, meet my wife and then having two kids um, during that course of time. Um, she supported everything I've done since kind of day one. I don't think she has a choice. I'm a, more of a ask for forgiveness instead of permission <laughs> um, to do some things. But she's taken on the uh, role of supporting all my outdoor activities um, and making, well, I always make sure the family's right before I go do something. So um, I guess long story short, I absolutely love the military. Since then, um, the 20th anniversary, odd fact of me, is I was chosen by some locals uh, out of the Salvation Army to be the chef mm -hmm. that represented, um, uh, that fed the food at the 20th anniversary for uh, Flight uh, 93 up in Shanksville. So we did, mm -hmm. uh, I was the chef that fed them. So um, I guess you could say it was like once in a million chance. Um, Nobody's ever going to be able to do that. And there was a team of about 15 that I got to lead to make sure that there was hot meals um, for all those in attendance from the uh, families of Flight 93 and then the crew of the USS Somerset, uh, which was wow. uh, on board there. Wow. That's awesome. We're close to that. We are pretty much the same age, Russell, and it's hard to believe. And just everything that that's been 20 years. I mean, you know, you just thinking about it, it's like, seems like yesterday. I'm sure it does even more for you. I mean, it's just, it's crazy to think yeah. that it's actually been that long now. Yeah. It's, but. it's weird. Like everybody, everybody talks about, I remember where I, I was during that time. And it's like, I, I really remember the people I was standing next to, the conversations being had, um, the ship leaving from where we were, going heading north to New York to get there as fast as we can. I remember, I remember all kind of stuff that just wasn't the CNN news blast of you know a terror mm -hmm. attack on 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 our own soil. Um, I just, I mean, my wife talks to me sometimes, and I get emotional about it. I'm not afraid to say I'm an emotional man. Um, but it's uh, some of that stuff like just feels different anymore. Um, and to be 20 years, 21 years now, um, it doesn't seem that it doesn't seem that long ago. I mean, it's it's being written in, in history books and you always think about what you learned in school was long ago. It doesn't feel mm -hmm. that long ago, <laughs> no. but it's being written in books that they're you know, being taught in school now. Yeah, I mean, and our our music is on the uh, classics channel now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what, there's that too. Well, that's what I I tell my wife all the time. She was uh she was she's a year older to me, and I said, well, the '70s are you know 50 years ago, and uh, I'm sure if I look over to her now, I think she's watching live on the other side of the parking lot. <laughs> so we see a shoe come flying. You better get behind yeah. a shield somewhere. <laughs> She's right over here somewhere. <laughs> um, Is that the car coming I'm flying at you right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but we, we joke about that stuff all the time. But it's, uh, I mean, I guess for anybody out there, man, that's like younger guys, it's take advantage of the time you got now because before you know it, you're out of school for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Um, 
and I mean, you got to make the best of the time you got. So. It's it's wild. I mean, Vanilla Ice is a classic. It was a classic. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> They're playing that on the oldies radio station. But uh, yeah. so you leave. You, once you get out of the military, you kind of come home. I mean, how fast did you re-emerge yourself into the outdoors and you know progress towards your future that way? Um, I guess I never left the outdoors. Um, I mean, I, I left it during during that time, but um, I, I guess like every chance I had, even while in the military, that I can come home and get on the river or go go hunting or something along that lines i did um i never really pursued it outside of home um during that time like i do now um but it didn't take long um i met a group of guys when i came back um at a sportsman show and um it was i was in a i was in a solo canoe at this time just a one-seater canoe and they were talking about fishing tournaments and I've always chased smallmouth bass and on their little tournament trail, they had three rivers. And I was like, if there's smallmouth in it, I can stand a chance. Um, so, um, I end up fishing these events, um, end up finding a guys or saying, Hey man, you got a canoe. Um, you need to be in a kayak. Um, it was a kayak fishing series, but they allowed canoes. And I was like, I'm fine. And then um, I found the Jackson Big Rig. And I've never looked back at a canoe since then. Um, uh, the Jackson Big Rig, right when it first came out, was uh, my first boat. I got it from a whitewater dealer that's not far from me. Um, Andy Smith took care of me getting the boat. He wasn't too knowledgeable of fishing, um, but we kind of knew each other from... Uh, from Whitewater. Uh, oh, here she comes again. Um, <laughs> we kind of knew each other from Whitewater, and uh, he got me in a boat, and I really haven't looked back. I've probably owned three Jackson Big Rigs um, since mm -hmm. then. And then um, I started fishing these tournament trails, meeting other people um, that uh, shared a likeliness for the outdoors, um, and I haven't looked back. I meet great people, and kind of focus put new people on the water um just because it's uh i guess you say the water's my church um it's it's my bar when i need to need need time to unwind it's uh mm -hmm. lane lana there's a deer by the soccer pool um i'm sorry as we're sitting here in the outdoors um <laughs> uh it's just a little bit of everything that calms me, so like soothes me, um, picks me up, um, and it's never the same. I've never been on the same river twice. Um, it's always a little bit different, um, different, different wildlife, um, whether it's butterflies or bald eagles, uh, snakes or spiders. Um, it's always something new. I'm always constantly learning. It's always constantly changing. Um, but uh, I, I got real competitive with it. Um, but the funny part about being competitive, um, I met some of the best friends, like brothers and sisters um, through this sport that uh, I don't care if I win, lose, or draw. Um, spending time on the water with some of them is just better than any of it. Um, we just came back from the Hobie BOS um, down on the New River in Virginia, I fished with uh, my buddy Billy. He's also a Jackson guy. And we ran our Coosa Xs and we're having fun and fishing than anything else. Um, I mean, yeah, you pay a couple hundred dollars to, to do this, but I think it's worth it just to get to the new places we go. Yeah, and like Matt Ball, you and Matt Ball are, are pretty tight friends and, you know, Two guys not even from the same town, but kayak fishing has brought you two together and you guys talk as often as you can, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it's funny. I mean, like, um, me and Matt Ball are nowhere near the same when it comes to how we were born or raised or or anything else like that. And I've met his his parents, I met his children, stayed at his house. Uh we didn't slept on the same the same car seats 
um, while we're driving from here to Maine or wherever we may go, uh, you meet some of your best friends. Like, I, I mean, with Josh Evans, I don't think there'd be a day that goes by that he wouldn't accept me into his house to crash while I'm traveling. Um, same with a lot of other guys. Like, we, uh, you meet some fantastic people in there. Like, there's just uh, like-minded, it's like-minded people. Um, I, I got to kayak with Emily earlier this year. I was in a ducky because they were doing some whitewater. Um, it was during a JK fun stop, uh, whitewater fun stop. And uh, I was going to run the Kusa X through the whitewater, but I didn't have it at the time. And they're a little bit crazier than what I thought they were going to be. Um, so I'm glad I, I was in the duck. <laughs> um, <laughs> but even like meeting Emily and, and, and her family, um, it was like we we know each other, but it's like we knew each other. And I think there's a mm -hmm. big difference in that. Um, like it was it was open arms with a hug. It was here's my kids. It was everything, everything that oh, yeah. uh, that you would think. But I mean, outside of that, uh, I did flip out of the, the kayak or the ducky while uh, going through a rapid. And the first person that was there when I turned around was Emily. We laughed about it. I hopped back in and finished out, but uh, it's just the camaraderie that you that you get out of people. Um, you know, I like look up to Emily. This lady travels around the world competing um, as a world champion, um, but she's still a very personable person. Can we go tackle the black thing yeah. down there? Go ahead. <laughs> uh, she uh, she makes time for every, anybody and everybody that wants to spend those few moments, she will give you those few moments of her time, no matter how strapped her time is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, I mean, I guess in, with JK, I've kind of taken a, a little bit of a different role than I ever thought I would take with them. Um, and, and, and having them believe and, and trust what I, you know, what I say. And I guess I say things, um, the way I, the way I feel not sugarcoated. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I spent hours on the phone with some people in JK that I never thought I'd be in the same room with and lots of time talking to Emily and a few others. And, uh, I, I think that just, that just seals the deal with being as, as I represent them, they represent me, um, as Jackson and Anna Ryan. Um, but it's like, even if I didn't have the opportunity, seeing how they operate lets me know that that's, that's the company I need to support. Um, and I think uh, my wife understands that. My kids are starting to get it um, of why I do it um, because they support me. Like uh, guys just shared something that I'm going to be doing here in my community in the next week or yeah, next week, um, yeah. actually a week from today. Um, we are doing a, it's called get fired up. Um, fired means a few things. Um, it's on a flyer. It's about inspiring, inspiring kids to do the best they can on, uh, coming up, um, overcoming adversities and, you know, understanding that, you know, I, I'm not afraid to say I did not graduate nowhere near the top of my class. Um, um, but I still became, a positive person. I've always done the best I can and understand that I'm not going to win or come in first place in, in everything I do. I'm not going to be successful in everything I do. Um, and I think the military taught me how to take my L's and keep on rolling with them. Um, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it was, it was really humbling to be put on a panel to talk to the kids because uh, there's some big names there and some other locals. But uh, for Jackson to take the time to share something of one of their members was pretty cool, too. Oh, man, we're happy to do it. I mean, and inspired that you you are so active in, in those type of things. I think it's it speaks volumes to the kind of people that we surround ourselves with as, as a brand and as a community. Yeah, it's uh, community involvement has really, really um, taken a front seat with me um because like i there was no silver spoon here um my kids aren't going to have a silver spoon um it, it's you know it's been a grind um and community involvement letting them know that it's okay to be to have a little bit of a hard time 
Um, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be emotional. Um, it's okay to have mental health problems. You just got to understand where you can get help for them. Um, and some of those as even adults are, are hard, hard to swallow, um, saying that you need help with something. So, uh, this, this panel that I get to engage with is, you know, there's part of it's for kids and part of it for adults. Um, so, uh, it, it's fun to be looked at by my peers with somebody that can, uh, talk positively in a, in a pretty big school, um, auditorium here. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a professional at public speaking or anything like that. Um, I just kind of speak from my heart and sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's wrong. Uh, but once again, when I'm wrong, I don't mind admitting I'm wrong. So, um, no, nah, I just, uh. Emily, I actually, when I found out I was on a panel, I messaged her and uh, told her she's kind of inspired me to, to teach. Um, so that's been cool. Yeah, I mean, getting those opportunities to work with uh, kids is something that she's passionate about. And it's, it's a good thing. And we're doing a few different things, I think, this year. Um, one of the things um, we're actually going to add a second, we're adding a second boat to the JK Trail, Acusa X, um, and partnered with USA Bass. And we're going to raffle that dude off, and it's going to go towards um, Next Generation Scholarship Fund, which is something that USA Bass has always done. Um, so if we can, you know, do Acusa X and get somebody on the water, put uh, put a kid through school or help them through school, I think that that's, uh, that's an amazing amazing opportunity plus you know uh the inner city stuff that emily's doing I, you know i mean you just you can't beat that stuff no you can't um and and it's kind of crazy because it's i don't know it doesn't feel forced it feels natural um and, and it doesn't feel like um anybody's doing it for any any personal reasons besides self-satisfaction um mm -hmm somebody had to teach me how to whitewater raft um, yeah. um somebody had to teach me how to whitewater raft somebody else is you know gonna have to teach the next generation um and and she has taken that on because it's we see it here in pennsylvania like there is a a, a big gap in in hunting and um like the, the heritage and tradition of it um, where there's not a lot of young hunters anymore um, because it's not being taught. Um, so I, I, I commend the inner city and, you know, just all the, all the time that the guys at Jackson and all the other outdoor, outdoor sports put into our youth. Um, so if we can, if I can start something like that, that's what I wanted to do. I get, I always have a kayak on the back of my truck. Um, unless I got the kids bikes or I'm doing a catering for the restaurant and it's every day, Mr. Johnson, can you take me fishing? Mr. Johnson, can you take me fishing? And that's what I've been doing. Kind of like trying to figure out how we start a fishing program for these kids to maybe take them to a pay like just to catch a carp. It doesn't have to be competitive like I do or anything else like that. And when I made that post, um, this was a while ago. Um, and I kind of tabled it because I have to look at the le legalities of it. Um, I had so many people out of kayak community, whatever you need, we'll send it to you um, just to get these kids fishing. And uh, I don't know if you look back at some of my older live videos, I've taken a few kids fishing. Uh, one of the kids, Kair, um, I think those little moments like that kind of actually change those kids um, to to understand that there's something a little bit more. Um, he was young and he still talks to me about fishing. Um, and I haven't been able to get him out as much as I can. Cause I try to slide the, uh, the girls out or go catch a couple hours by myself. Um, but that's my next big thing is like starting a kids fishing club. Um, I've had people reach out for all the terminal tackle rods and whatever I may need, uh, using their sponsors because they know if I do it, I'm going to do it wholeheartedly and full force. So, and it's programs like that are, yeah, I mean, programs like that are what's needed right now. Anything we can do to, like you said, get kids outside and integrate them into something new and 
you know, the barrier to entry for this stuff, while it's not necessarily huge, they may not have anybody that knows what that process looks like or have the knowledge to teach them, you know, the things that we've been fortunate enough to know. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I get, uh, I definitely get some, uh, some people to ask me, you know, the basics of like, how do you tie a fishing knot? I mean, for, for a lot of us anymore, it's simple to go on YouTube and say, how do I tie a knot? Um, but some, for some people, they don't think about it that way. Um, so they need some hands-on instruction or, you know, where do I fish? Um, I go to the river all the time and I, I sit there for hours and don't catch anything. Well, me, I know, I know why you're not catching anything there. Um, not saying fish don't go through there, but it's not a high percentage area. So we look at it different. And I think we can, you know, as outdoor enthusiasts can cut down some of the learning curve, um, to make it enjoyable. Um, so I've actually been in talks with a guy that owns a pay lake about 15 minutes from here. And, uh, you know, that's going to be a higher percentage where kids get to possibly catch a catfish or a carp. Um, I don't think I remember anything when I was a little kid besides having fun and fishing. I don't think it, it was, oh, I caught a carp or, or I just caught a catfish. It was the, the, the thrill of fishing. Um, so I, that's, that's going to be fun to do. Um, it's going to be through the fall. Um, then I'm going to table it through the winter and then bring it back out in the spring. Um, so I have some time and see how it goes. Uh, but more than anything, I want to include the parents too. So it's not just the kids getting the knowledge. It's the parents getting the knowledge that are going to, uh, be able to retain some things so they can take their kids too. So it yeah. doesn't always have to be with me. No, that's, a great plan. that's phenomenal um jason cassidy uh in our audience here tonight i get a chance to reach out to him i know he's done that uh through his group called afloat um actually he's, he's seeing the comments right now <clears throat> um yeah it's it's a great thing what he does um very similar to what um you're wanting to do and i think it's a it's a positive thing um i've got to help on a couple of his and it was fun it was fun to go out there and watch the kids have a smile on their face just catching bluegill i mean they didn't care if it was you know the biggest fish that swims or it was bluegill they was excited that a fish bit and they got to catch it yeah i i think a lot of times when i first thought about this i set the bar so high because i want to go out and catch the biggest fish in the lake or the biggest fish on the river um but then i often think back is like sometimes it's just floating with my friends catching small fish after small fish and laughing and having fun um that when i start thinking about it you know i was putting too much pressure on myself not the fact that just sit back tying on a worm and a bobber and relaxing um so it, it's reteaching myself to step back and and slow down a little bit um and that's where uh, i think we're, we're gonna have fun with it um it's uh I think it's something needed. It's where I can fit in and um, make a positive change, I guess you can say. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I, I think it's a great idea, man. And mm -hmm. there's going to be kids that are going to learn from it, and in, it's going to enrich somebody's life in some way, shape, or form. Let's see Yeah, here. it's... Uh... Now, go ahead, go ahead. I'm I'm scrolling and looking. No. I've got I've got questions in the in the comments for you. Yeah, I can't see any of the questions, or I can't see any of the questions. Um, but no, I think it's just if if there's 15 kids and we can get one hooked, um, that one is going to find some other kids, and um, you know, it's just going to create a little little bit something different that they can do. It's relatively inexpensive um, to do something like that. Um, and I mean, we have, it's not about running off to the best bait shop. It might just be Walmart or, you know, a big box store or, you know, a bait stop store can carry a very affordable, um, setups, but, uh, that's what we're going to try to do is get some stuff in every one of them. Um, and just some basic fishing like they would have here at the river for carp catfish and gar and whatnot. Yeah, I know. Well, while you, while you had your technical difficulties, we reached out to the audience, and we're going to bring back a little segment tonight. 
It's called Five Questions, but tonight it's Five <laughs> Questions with you, Russell. So I got to fire up some some weird music. <laughs> oh, that's where's the that's even weird. That's even weirder than the original music you had. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. There's the duck music. Bringing the duck music in. I can't oh, even man. hear it. Can you guys hear it? Oh yeah. Okay. Back to the question board. Back to the panel. Uh, comments. All right. Jason Cassidy. Oh, he wants to know what is the best way. Oh, he'd like to just cook a. What is the best way to cook fish? Um, I I am a open fire foil tent guy. Um, I like fresh fish. Um, actually, I guess uh, there's a video on this with Jeff Little. Um we found or he had caught some snakehead down in maryland and we met on the susquehanna um i'm just a butter salt pepper natural flavor a foil tent like a like an envelope um peppers or whatever you choose and just a fork um that is my favorite way i'm not a fried fish person i'm a more of a natural flavor um very simple more barbarian style open fire just set the foil pack in there and let it steam off i like it i like it i like it a lot brother josh evans what do you recommend he throws this saturday Hmm. (laughs) water's coming up i'm gonna say a spinnerbait um i will not be able i will not be able to attend this saturday um there's a um, there's three events going on at once, uh, bass fishing, uh, PA bass, uh, kayak mm-hmm. side, um, native, uh, power hour tournament mm-hmm. and, um, uh, not Delaware paddle sports. I can't think of the name of the, uh, Josh's organization. No, I knew I was going to get tongue tied on that, but they're all meeting on the Susquehanna and, uh, having, having a giant event on a Susquehanna. The river's going to be rising because we're going to be getting a substantial amount of rain up north. Um, And the Susquehanna is a mile wide at some areas. And the smallmouth are going to be all over the place. So if I were fishing somebody, I would pick up uh, either your favorite chatterbait or spinnerbait and uh, just keep chucking. Chucking wine, baby. I like that. (laughs) Chucking wine. Chucking wine. Brother, you got Rudy. Rudy's in the house tonight. I'm getting my points back, by the way, Rudy. You were only safe till this weekend. Um, what is the biggest Western PA muskie that you put on the board? Um, so, um, biggest muskie I've caught uh, was actually out of the Occupied River. It's at 48 inches, and that was just a regular old muskie. Then I caught a tiger muskie that was like 41 or 42. I have to look back at the pictures on that. And that was in one of our uh, smaller impounded lakes up here. Um, it, that was probably one of the prettiest fish I ever caught. Um, I was fishing out of a boat on that one, and when I caught my big, big muskie, I was actually wade fishing. Um, this is probably 15 years ago. Um, wade fishing in a very, very uh, unique spot on the river um, that has a uh, an island. It drains into a giant eddy. Um, and they they sit there and eat suckers and carp all the time. And he picked up a, a tube off the bottom. Um, and I had to drag him up the shore and had no gear to handle a giant muskie. Um, wow. biggest, biggest one I've seen caught, uh, been with has been 51. Um, wow. and that was while somebody was muskie fishing. Um, and they're they're river musky they're they're a little bit different than the lake musky they don't get the the heavy weights um they're built like missiles i mean they're fast they're strong um, but they don't get those big bellies like you would see them out of like lake st Clair or some of the other well-known lakes for them I always remember the ones that Noah Heck used to post back up in the early days when he was fishing out there. Those were always some good, good muskies. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of small waterways that boats can't get to. That uh, I mean, a true muskie fisherman will uh, 
absolutely love. I know they have like the world championship fly fishing uh, musky event down in Tennessee, not far from the Jackson factory every year. Um, mm-hmm. They have a lot of small streams like that. Super, super um, shallow, uh, deep pockets, mountain streams, uh, small rivers that are just packing in um, musky. And I think we're starting to see a change now, too, where it'll start to get bigger is we're getting vegetation in our rivers up here. So they're starting to become cleaner um, and vegetation starting to grow. And I think once you do that, um, it's going to give them a place to hide and not waste so much energy for ambushing. Um, it's going to let them put on a little bit of weight. Very cool. Team jargon. We've got some. We've got some team jargon going on. Lance. Lance wants to know what it's like being the second best cook on the Jackson kayak fishing team. You know what? It's an honor. Yeah, Lance. Now yeah. wait, wait. It gets worse. It gets worse. <laughs> Dustin, come, Dustin comes up and he says, "Hey, wait. He's the third. <laughs> Dustin can't count. <laughs> so the, these these guys got to remember they're the new guys on the team." <laughs> I'm the OG. Uh, but no, uh, Lance, I would gladly take second to him any day. I'll take third to any of the guys. Um, without a doubt, I think anybody on this team, and we got a few chefs on the team. Um, oh, yeah. That, that uh, not only have amazing establishments, but are just amazing people. And um, I wouldn't second guess anything that I would order at anybody's establishment or uh, eat anything that they would serve me. Um, I know when I get to Lance's place down in in Tyler, Texas, um, I'm not ordering, I'm just letting him feed me. Um, I I wanna be honored that way. And he is one heck of a guy. Um, His wife is amazing the way she moves in the kitchen. I like kind of stalk them um, because uh, I, I learn, you know, like he's been on TV with that stuff. Um, and yeah. he's not, he's not, he's, he's not shy. And I think he's humble about it also. But, uh, I mean, his new, his new endeavor with the plaid rabbit, um, the speakeasy, I got to see some, some photos of that from somebody that was there. Um, I will, and you can mark my words on that, be in that establishment. Very cool. We've got we've got like Jackson Kite team has got like the most interesting thing. We've got like riders, OG riders. We've got chefs. We've got retired rock stars. <laughs> I mean, like Henry Jan. I mean, we was out at Jameson's and like he's like, yeah, I was in a band and. Yeah, Jameson pulls it all up. We played on the loudspeaker. He's like got this like some serious metal music. We're like, really? It is amazing. But yeah, you just never know what you're going to get. I think one of the craziest, um, and I was like stoked to tell my kids this, um, is Jean Wilson's story, like with her daughter. Um, What her daughter did um, is that's amazing to me um you know she was the ringleader for a giant circus and it was the first female that did it um mm-hmm. that is that is cool um, you know that we have a lot of talent um on water and off water um mm-hmm. and i think all that brings us together for support of you know of each other um, and it doesn't necessarily feel that it's, um, I don't want, I don't want to say this and, and, and ruffle any feathers, but I feel our team feels natural. Um, mm. whether it's the Orion team or the Jackson team, the whitewater team, because we support each other outside of what we do on the water. Um, and because of that, I think we feel a stronger bond with each other. So it's easy for you know, the guys to say happy birthday when it's one of your kids' birthdays or congratulations on your new business or, you know, to, to, to support you in a different way that is not just on basis of, oh, he's my team member on Jackson Kayak. 
I think it just embodies the family of Jackson Kayak. Um, and that, that is, uh, I think that's a big difference between what we, what we have here and what some others have. Now the last, the last question of the night, what is on this weekend's menu? Ah, this weekend's menu is unique. So, um, we are going to go with a skeleton menu, very bare bones at the restaurant. And, uh, my family has a community called Witsit. Um, it is a old mining community. Um, the company house was built in 1864 and still standing. And a lot of the other houses are all 1900s. Um, well, that community has an event once a year, um, that I cook for, um, with my family to raise money to help, uh, pay for the Porter Johns for the playground, the electricity and everything else like that. Um, it's also tied in, tied in with the Yakagani river bike trail, which was the old railroad that now runs from Pittsburgh to Washington, DC through Ohio Powell and Myersdale. Well, we take one day a year. It's always the second Saturday in August and we cook a bunch of barbecue. Um, so I have over a hundred slabs of ribs, 200 chickens, 300 hot dogs, 300 hamburgers, and a slew of sides to go with it. Um, oh. And we, we sell all of that to raise money for the, um, for the community. It's nonprofit from everybody that volunteers. Uh, we'll do like 200 pounds of fresh cut French fries. Um, it's a big, uh, we take a, I think it's 40 by 60. Um, I guess you would call it like a pavilion and turn it into a giant kitchen. And uh, we have music all day, uh, free events for the kids, uh, fireworks at night. Um, often we'll have a live band that plays um, and everything goes right back to the community. But it turns into be uh, family reunions and everything else like that. So we invite our fire departments down, uh, local representatives for uh, politics come through, uh, families are there. And it all goes right back to the community. So today, this this weekend's not about my restaurant; it's about my community. So, very cool. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. One of these days, when I get up there to see Zach, I'm gonna stop me and Zach's coming over for the breakfast. Whenever you're ready, man. I'm coming for the breakfast. I've seen the breakfast posts. I I continuously try to like the breakfast posts when they cross my feed and I'm home. We're we're kind of notorious for finding a good breakfast joint anyway. Once you like it, breakfast man. So yeah, it's it's funny what our breakfast we do. Uh, let me turn around the light this way. Um, we do a uh, barbecue for breakfast. So we'll have ribs and eggs. Uh, one of the funny ones I do as we're talking about getting old, Chad. Um, I do Biggie's breakfast, and I'll let you think about what that one is. <laughs> it's hard to say. Biggie's breakfast. I mean, I see everything, like all the pigs. Yeah. So I'm going to say Biggie's breakfast. Think about music. It's definitely a classic. Oh. What would Biggie have for breakfast? I knew he was leaning for himself, oh. but... Gosh darn it, Russell! You doing this to me? I can't think of it off the my top mind. Of my now. mind's blank. T-bone steak, cheese eggs, and Welch's and Welch's grape. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Dang, darn it, man! Second you said it, it was like whoop, gone. Gosh, that um, sounds that's cool we, too. We like to have yeah. fun. Um, I guess our number one seller for breakfast is called the garbage plate. Um, it's pulled pork, brisket burn-ins, uh, potatoes, eggs, cheese, and a little bit of bacon on the top uh, with some toast. Um, it's a meat and potatoes uh, meal for sure, uh, but that is probably our number one seller for breakfast. Wow. Pretty solid. Zach, you're going to – yeah, Zach's going to not be able to eat the rest of the day. I put away food like it's my job, son. Mm-hmm. Get that many taters in you, you won't be. <laughs> oh yeah, the big plate. <laughs> That's awesome. My That's wife always gives those... me a hard time when we go out for breakfast because I always order two, and then she's like, "What's? Oh, you didn't order for me? Okay." I... <laughs> she didn't realize <laughs> I was just ordering for me. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to beat good breakfast, gentlemen. It's hard to beat good breakfast. Absolutely. Well, Russell, we've made it an hour, and I know you've got other stuff to do. So, 
I want you to thank the people that you need to thank. Um, tell people where they can connect with you on the social medias. And, yeah, we'll kind of uh, start closing this thing out. Okay. Um, first, foremost, uh, we're going to thank the family, the wife, the kids. So that's Nicole, London, and Lena. Um, I'm going to list off some sponsors uh, that have supported me throughout this. Um, and I'm not, I'm, I don't have to say Jackson. Like I, I thank Jackson wholeheartedly. Um, Orion coolers has always been there for me. We just picked up uh two eighty fives to help the girls with their, uh, little lemonade stand to hold ice. Um, nice. so it's, if it's two at Ryan 85s, they're not a little lemonade stand anymore. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so we use that to hold ice. Um, we have fishing online. Um, those guys have been very, very supportive of me since day one. That's another little, um, uh, independently owned business. Uh, the river's Nominal edge. Shipping. Yeah. Phenomenal shipping, super, super fast shipping. Um, they carry everything. A lot of people don't understand. They carry, uh, a full line of power pole stuff, even for big boats. Um, there's a lot of stuff there on their website that, that it's not just kayak based anymore. Um, they got a little bit for everybody. Um, the river's edge canoe and kayak that's, uh, Neil and Evelyn. They have, uh, brought me on to be family. That is mom, pa, um, great people there that have, uh, opened up, uh, a lot of opportunities for me to travel and support us, whether it's through Anglers of the Year awards or first place finishes. Um, we have to go with uh, Fox Custom Cranks. Um, this uh, I can't even say kid. Nick Nick is a lot older now, uh, but he custom makes crankbaits. It's not, just not a reprint of a blank. He puts designs into his own. Um, he's probably one of the best painters that I know. Um, Fun fact about him, he was the youngest and smallest company to be a vendor at the Bassmaster Classic. Um, so he's there on the floor with every big name you can think of, uh, him and his father. Um, we are going to um, look at uh, just a couple other, other, other places that have supported me over the times. So, um, I know I'm going to draw blanks on all these. Um, Torquedo, uh, without Torquedo, I'd probably be a little bit thinner than what I am, but it allows me to be a little bit lazy on the river um, to run that motor. Um, the 1103 is fantastic. 403 definitely gets the job done a little bit lighter, uh, con or li a little bit lighter of a motor, a little bit uh, pros and cons with it over the 1103, but both great motors. Um, I don't even know who else to thank. Um, Everybody knows that I, I, I appreciate them. Um, I'm not as active in the tournament fishing as I have been over the last few years. And all my sponsors understand that we are securing uh, a future for our children um, to go ahead and do um, what's best for my restaurant. And then when I can get out, I go. Um, it's hurting mm -hmm. me not to be in Susquehanna this year, uh, but it's the second Saturday in August. And I dedicate that to my community every year. Um, so I'll never, never have an event on a second Saturday in August. Um, but I, I go back to the wife and the kids, um, from all the laughters, uh, the phone calls, the late nights in a the truck, um, they support me the best. My father supports me and all of my wife's family supports me. So I got a huge, 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 uh, support group. Um, and there's just a lot of friends out here. I know Ryan Van Tyne's out there. That's a, that's a brother from another mother. Um, there's a bunch of them out there that are just supportive. Uh, and I thank you guys for that. It's not all, all roses all the time. So, um, Chad, I appreciate you for bringing me on. Um, that's kind of no my problem. story. Say what? Uh, no problem, dude. We're glad to have yeah. you. Glad to hear your story. Glad to sh let you take the opportunity to share it with some people that might not necessarily know it. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess you can say, man, it's, uh, I take my losses and keep on moving. It's always a learning experience. Um, you, um, I don't think anybody's ever going to be the best, um, consecutively. Um, you can be good. Um, but with that, you're going to take a loss. You're going to learn and you, you can overcome some adversities there. Um, but give it the best you got when you can give it. Um, and don't forget to where you came from. Um, I'm just a small town boy here. 
um, that's got some amazing support that allows me to do some amazing things. So I, I think all the pictures coming up to this podcast was me in Panama. Uh, you want to talk about somebody out of their element. Um, I've never done nothing on salt water. Um, so they throw me in, in the salt water. Uh, but I absolutely loved it. So if you get a chance to do something, um, you never know where you're going to end up. I'm also going to say when you do it, be safe, throw on a life jacket, let somebody know where you're at. Um, and be respectful of the outdoors. Uh, we were just on a new river, and I would say that is the cleanest, uh, most untouched, un, undisturbed by human area I've ever been into. And it absolutely made it beautiful. So keep it that way. So we got it for years um, to come. And so my little ones uh, have something to play into. There you guys have it. Russell Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, man. Thanks for being here. Thanks, yeah. Zach. Thanks. And uh, yeah, we'll be down for breakfast soon. I can't wait Listen, for that. You let me know. I'll load up the boats. We can get breakfast and we can go float the river. You ain't got to bring nothing. There you go. Think, Sounds like a plan. I think the wife still listens, so she'll just have to cover a little bit of breakfast. <laughs> there you guys go. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. All right, guys.